Unto the Lord be the glory. Great is the earth. Unto the Lord. Put your hands together and sing that song to the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, unto the Lord be all the glory. Great is the earth. Unto the Lord be all the glory. Great is he has done. Oh, listen. Great things he has done. Greater things that he will do unto the Lord. Be all the glory. Great things he has done. For great things he has done. Greater things the Lord will do unto the Lord. Be all the glory. Great unto the Lord, be the glory. Great things unto the Lord, be the glory. Great things Go ahead and put your hands to the Lord Jesus. Lord, we give you praise. We give you praise. We exhort you for the greatest you have done, the greatest you are doing, and the wonderful thing you are set to do again in our lives today, this month, and for the rest of our lives. We return all the glory unto you in the name of Jesus. We return all the glory unto you for all you have done in our life, for all you are doing, and for all you will yesterday do in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord, we are going to your word. This is your hour, Holy Spirit. Glorify yourself. Glorify yourself. Glorify yourself. In the name of Jesus. Speak to us in your own word. And turn our situation around for good in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, we hand over unto you. Do your work that all of us might be blessed today in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We bless you. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Praise the Lord. Let's have a seat. This morning, we're going to be considering a topic titled, Understanding the Times. Understanding the Times. And our text is going to be from 1 Chronicles 12.32. 1 Chronicles 12.32. Say, and the children of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of the times, to know what Israel ought to do. The heirs of them were 200, and all their brethren were at their commandment. Note that verse. We're coming back to it. Understanding the times. Only God leads and operates in eternity and timelessness. Isaiah 57, verse 15. The first part of it says, For those said, the high and lofty one 
that inhabited eternity. So our God does what? He inhabits where? Eternity. He has no beginning and he has no end. But he has programmed you and I to live within time frames. We live and operate within time frame until we cross over to meet him or we cross over to meet the devil. I hope you know that in heaven is eternity. And in hell is what? Eternity. That looks painful, you know. Eternity with the devil. Eternity with God. Well, that is not what we want to discuss today. But our God lives in timelessness. But you and I will live within time bound. Ecclesiastes 3.1 says, Ecclesiastes 3.1, To everything there is a season, and a time to every purpose under heaven. Which means, every time in this world has its own significance, its own importance, its own opportunities, and its own risk. And of course, the ignorance of God's timing for you <laughs> is suicidal. If you miss its time for you, it will take the special grace of God to recover it. In fact, the word says, opportunity lost, what? What do they say? Can never be that is the word. And they are actually true. What you're supposed to do at the age of 20, you are not doing at the age of 40. You can't do it the same way. Many of us are regretting that we didn't give our life to Jesus early. We only did it when you are old. And when you see the young star, the way they are bubbling for Jesus, you will be saying, oh, how I wish I'd given my life earlier. So please don't miss your time. I pray you will not miss your time in the name of Jesus. First Chronicles 12.32 so, And of the children of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of the times, to know what Israel ought to do, the heirs of them were 200, and all their brethren were at their commandment. What does that mean? The men of Issachar, they were not ignorant men. They could discern God's agenda for every time, every season. Note that for every season, every time, the devil has his agenda. And God has his agenda. And you have your agenda. Note that. For every season, there are three agendas. So it is your choice. Which one do you want? You have your own, the devil has his own for you, and God has his own for you. But of course, you know the best. Which one's the best? God. But is that what you are following? The Bible said they know what Israel ought to do. That means they do the right thing at the right time, in the right way, for the right purpose. They don't guess. And later they will regret. They do the right thing at the right time in the right way for the right purpose. They will never be found sleeping 
when they ought to be praying. When they ought to be fasting, you will never see the men of Issachar eating. When they ought to be in church, you will not find them being in a place doing what they are not sent to do. What they are sent to do, but doing it in the wrong time. And the Bible says, I love this. Say, all their brethren were at their commandment. It means when you have understanding of the time, what happened? Nothing gets done without your day consulting you. Do you know there are some families that they don't take decisions without consulting some people? Say, no, until so, 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 come. We are not going to conclude this issue. Am I correct? They were men that are in charge of events in their life, in their nation, in their country. We as believers are called to operate as men of Issachar. We as what? As believers. We are meant to operate how? As the men of Issachar. Who have full understanding of God's timing and agenda and walking in line with it for yourself, your family, the church, the nation. So be in charge of circumstances around you. And of course to be a praise setter, a, a reference point. You see, discover that in, the, in your office. Whenever you say you are going on leave, they are running a task. No, you cannot go. Whenever something were to happen, say, oh, if this brother go, how are we going to manage? Because you have men that have understanding of time and making use of it for God's glory. They are men that are dominating their world and not being dominated. And that is what God has called you to do. You are commanded to dominate and not to be dominated. You are commanded to dominate your situation, your circumstance. Everything around you must be at your beckon. But is that the case? Elijah was a man in charge of his situation. When he knew the time was come, he stepped in and there was a national revival. See, there will be no rain for three years. And after three years, let there be rain. And before you know it, the whole nation turned to God. Elisha was the same thing. Elisha in his own case he stepped into a situation and by the word of the Lord he said in the next 24 hours there shall be abundance. And what happened? There was abundance. In 2 Kings 7.1 2 Kings 7.1 And talking about Philip the Bible says Philip was instructed of the angel that go this way and as he was going he saw the Ethiopian Enoch. And before I left the man, the man was saved. How wonderful experience it will be. That God will, God will tell you when it is time that that your boss, your friend is ready for salvation. That's ready to say, what must I do? Say, men and brethren, what must I do to be saved? Like he said to the disciples. And of course, the danger of lacking the understanding of time. You see that in the life of Gehazi. Bible says Gehazi was looking for honorarium 
when it was time to demonstrate the power of God. Elisha said, is it time to collect offering, to collect honorarium? You see that in 2 Kings 5.26. Gehazi missed the move of God and the timing of God. Judas Iscariot failed to recognize the divine agenda of Jesus. He thought he could betray him. And before you know it, nothing will happen and it will continue. But the devil gave Judas Iscariot the last card. He betrayed Jesus. It was too late for him to turn back. You will not miss your time in the name of Jesus. I'm going to discuss four, as the Holy Spirit is going to help us, four unique times that we have now. And what is the Holy Spirit saying that you need to do about them? Four unique times that we have now. And what is the Holy Spirit saying to you and to me that we need to do with them? Number one. This is the last month of this year. What does that mean? This is the time to count your blessings. I want to get your attention now. Somebody is saying, count what? When I started the year barren, and nothing is still moving in my stomach. When I said, God, I want to be married before December. And I've seen singly single. When I said, God, I want my job to have changed, my salary to have changed. But nothing has happened. In fact, it's getting even worse than I expected. But brethren... I'm glad to announce to you because this is the time to count your blessings and name them one by one. A time to praise like never before. This is the month to praise God like never before. Psalm 34 verse 1 says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Whether my prayer answered or not, His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Psalm 104 verse 33 said, I will sing unto the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have my being. Brethren, no matter what you have gone through, no matter what you are going through, no matter what you are still going to go through, God is still God. And that's why you must praise Him. What do I thank God for? Number one, what He has done for me, what He has done for you. Eleven months is no joke, brethren. Every time you close your eyes and you wake up, it's a miracle. Do you know that? Mm-hmm. Every time you sleep and wake up, as you are waking up, it's a miracle. Every time you stand up on that bed and you walk up yourself to brush your teeth, you do whatever you do. Do you know some people wake up and as they are standing up, they eat something and they are dead. Some people bath in, the, in that same bath that you use every day. And they eat their head on the bat and they are gone. 
I know of a man, rich man in Nigeria in those days. Very rich. He was batting. As he was batting, he fell, hit the head on the bat, and that was it. Many of us may know, many Nigerians may know that, that person is in, is in Benin. And many things that, you say, can this thing be a cause of somebody's death? So, brother, please, 11 months is no joke. Read Psalm 103, verse 1 to 5. Let's just read it, and you'll see some things that you need to thank God for. Say, bless the Lord, O my soul. Psalms 103, verse 1 to 5. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefit. Who forgiveth all that iniquity? Who is led all thy diseases? Who redeemeth thy life from destruction? That is protection and victory. Who crowned thee with loving kindness and tender mercy? Who satisfied thy mouth with what? With good things. Good job. Good wife. Good husband. Good promotion. Good self-delivery. Good marriage. Good success. Good favor. It was God that did it for you. So that thy youth is renewed like the ego. Number two, what do I thank God for? What God is doing in your life. That seed he has planted in your womb. You need to thank God because the God that put that child in there is going to see that child mature to maturity. That miracle he has started in your life. They have started processing your paper for your promotion. The parents are already considering should they take you or not. They are already considering, oh, is this the man we are going to take for this position or not? You need to begin to thank God. God, I thank you because of what you are doing in my life. That healing God has started in your body. You should be excited. God, I thank you because you have said, you have, you have, you are already dressed in your surgeon wear. And you are about to diagnose my case. Because God is doing it. Jesus is doing it. All you need to do is to appreciate him for it. Because what? In Psalm 138 verse 8. said, the Lord will perfect that which concerned me. Thy mercy, O Lord, endure forever. Forsake not the work of thy hand. I pray the Lord will not forsake you in the middle of your miracle in the name of Jesus. And you too will not forsake God in the middle of your miracle in the name of Jesus. Gehazi forsook God in the middle of his miracle. He was supposed to be a man carrying four portions of the anointing of Elijah. But because he missed the timing of God, he forsook. God did not forsake him. He was the one that forsook God. That will not be your portion in the name of Jesus. And number three, what he will do even before this year is over. God has promised you something at the beginning of the year. And I can assure you that his promise, all his promises concerning you, they are still alive and achievable. You know why? According to Second Kings 7, verse 1 to 2, and verse 18. There was famine in the land to the point that women were eating their own children. 
a woman said, bring me your child today. Let's eat your child today. And the Bible said they boiled the child. That is cannibalism, right? It's in the Bible. They boiled the child of one woman. And they agreed that by tomorrow, when we finish eating my own child, tomorrow we'll eat your own child. But tomorrow, the woman said, no, Abba, you will not go to eat my own child. And the case got to the king. And the Bible said the king was so furious. See, where is Elisha? When Elisha got to the place, Elisha prophesied to the situation, said, by this time tomorrow, there will be abundance in the gate of Samaria. Was it so or not? How many hours? How many hours? Within 24 hours. So how many days do you have left for this year? So you have 25 days times 24 hours. Did you get that? You have what? 25 days left times 24 hours. That is too much for your God to do that what you are trusting him for. If only you believe. 24 hours is too much for him to do that miracle for you. So you just need to appreciate him profusely. No matter what you are going through, stop looking at what he has not done. Look at what? What he is able to do. In 1 Thessalonians 5.18, I studied this verse this morning. And what the Holy Spirit exposed to me, I feel probably I will keep it. Another time I will share it. <laughs> when the Bible says, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. What I will just give you this morning, that when the Bible says, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God, it doesn't mean every situation you go through is the will of God. If you go and commit sin, and you are afflicted by the devil. Is it the will of God? But what the Bible is saying in here. That no matter what you find yourself. So, that, so far you are a child of God. Whether you like it. You don't like it. You must. You must what? <laughs> Painful right? Whether you like the situation you have. Or you don't like it. Whether it looks nice or you, when they say you should describe it. So it, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not the way it is. The Bible says, what, what should you do? You must give thanks. It's a command. But note it, that you are passing through a situation does not mean it's the will of God. Samson, was it the will of God for him to go and commit adultery and for his eye to be plucked? Hello? <laughs> now, linking it to what we had last week. The Bible says Job did not commit any single sin. God said Job was what? A perfect man. God said it. That was trial. So don't, don't, don't think, oh, you went ahead to commit fraud in your office and they lock you up in prison. Say, this is my trial. <laughs> Sorry, that is not. You disobey God. You disobey his instruction. And you say it's trial. No. You are the one that caused it. You cooperated with the devil. And you disowned God. And so you are afflicted. That is not the will of God. But as a child of God, even if you find yourself in that situation, what should you do? Give thanks. 
When the Holy Spirit helps us, I will appreciate more than that. In Micah 7, 8, say, Rejoice not against me, hold my enemy. When I fall, I shall rise again. I decree that you shall rise again in the name of Jesus. Thank you for every unanswered prayers. Every loss we have suffered this year, every denier, every insufficiency, the time you don't have food to eat, thank you for them. Don't assume. God, I thank you for that time I did not have money to go to church. I thank you for that time that I was slapped. I thank you for that time that somebody embarrassed me. Are you hearing me? You thank God for everything that you don't like happen to you. That's what the Bible is asking you to do. And do you know what, what you do when you do that? You are confusing and disgracing the enemy. Are you hearing me? The enemy wants you to be weeping for that situation. But what are you not doing? You are rejoicing. What, what do you think your enemy will do? You say, this man has something I don't know. What will he do? He will take off straight. For many of us, we don't know that formula. And you start complaining. You start murmuring. You start weeping. No. Just give thanks. This is not the time to give up. No matter what you are going through. Rather, it's a time to remind God of his promises. It's a time to remind God of what he has said he will do concerning you. In Isaiah 62, verse 6b to 7. Say, ye that make mention of the Lord, keep not silent. And give him no rest till he established. Until he make Jerusalem a place on earth. John 16:24 say, He that told ye have asked nothing in my name, ask and ye shall receive, that your joy may be full. So until your joy is full, and who is going to define how full your joy is? Who? Not God. It is you. So if you think, oh, my joy is full, being a, a servant, then that's okay. If you think your joy is full, Taking only one liar per month. God will just be looking at you. But if you say, God, no, I'm not satisfied with this situation. Say, ask until your joy be full. So you determine how full your joy will be. By your prayer. By your persistence in the place of prayer. If you determine, God, God this uh, cough, I think it is 10, 10% ill. I'm okay with it. Uh, this cancer, I can manage it for the rest. I, I don't have up to even 20 years. I'll be managing with this drug. This drug the doctor gave me is very good. I will manage it. That is the level of your fool. Continue. It is not God. It is who? You. The trust, the truth is, our God reserved the best for the last. He reserved the sweetest for the last. Ecclesiastes 7, 8 says, Better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. Did you hear that? And Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the thought that I think so was you, said the Lord, thought of peace and not of evil to give you an expected hand. All you need to do is to go to God in prayer. And now when he got to a point, the Bible said in 1 Samuel 1, 11, 
Anna went to God and said, God, please remember me, O God. And when you get to verse 19, and the Bible said, the Lord remembered her. And she conceived. You need to go to God. What is that promise he has told you? God, remember me, O God. Let this not this year pass me by without this miracle coming to pass. That is what you need to do. Go remind him. Like Anna reminded him. And the Lord remembered her. And she conceived a baby. The Lord will remember you for good. Even within this remaining 25 days. In the name of Jesus. I decree that Lord everyone hearing my voice right now. You will not carry over any sorrow. Any problem. Any issue. That you don't like. You will not carry it over to 2014. In the name of Jesus. You shall cross over. With every form of affliction. Cleared off. In the name of Jesus. There shall be manifestation. Of that which God has promised you. And your family. Before this year is over. In the name of Jesus. And I decree concerning someone here. The Lord this month. Shall be the best of the month. In this year for you. In the name of Jesus. And 2014 will be the best of the year. For you. In the name of Jesus. The Lord will crown all your effort. Listen to this. The Lord will crown all your effort. With glorious encounters. With great surprises. And with tearful miracles. Did you hear that? Tearful what? Miracles. If that looks like to shout hallelujah. The second time we want to consider. This is the last month. And this is the gateway to 2014. And so it's time to prepare. And to plan. It's one of the hardest parts of every man. To prepare and to plan ahead. Please don't get to the midst of the ocean. And remember that Jesus is not in your boat. That summarizes what I want to tell you now. Don't get to the midst of the ocean. And realize that Jesus is on the shore. Because you have nobody to call on. Don't wait in 2014 before you make your resolution. You will do it emotionally and with anxiety and you will not get the best from it. What do you plan for next year? You know something, thank God for even the world knows more than many of us believers. By God's grace in my company, we start to plan for the following year and for the next five years, not even the following year. The plan my company will execute for the next five years and even for the next 20 years was done, they started it in March this year. And it was approved in October. Whatever we're going to do for the next five years, solid and completed. But many of us believe I will live by chance. So God will do it. You better plan. You know why? In Second Chronicles twenty seven, verse six. Second Chronicles twenty seven verse six. The Bible says, So Jotham became mighty. He became successful. He became powerful. Because what? He prepared his way. Not anyhow. Before the Lord is God. 
And Proverbs 3, 5 to 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not on thy own understanding. Lean not on your own intellect. Oh, I know how to handle it. I can fix this. It's my family. I can fix it. I can fix it. I don't need God for this. He said, in all thy ways, acknowledge him. And he will direct your path. This is the time to decide how you want 2004 to be for you and your family. So if you sleep, <laughs> you already sleep in 2014. Discuss your expectation and desire with him now. Not when you get to January 1st. Don't get to a situation whereby you landed in 2014 and you have no direction. It is miserable. It is frustrating. And the devil will show you everything you don't want to see. You know that's what he does. When you don't plan, the devil will what? He will plan for you. So if you don't tell God how you want the year to be now, the devil already programmed his own, whether you like it or not. So before the devil will sow the seed and his own plan will be approved in their kingdom, you better give your plan to God and say, God, this is my plan. Let it be aligned with your own. And don't think the devil will plan for you when it gets to 2014. No. <laughs> the devil is too smart more than that. So you need to be smarter than who? Than the devil. Don't miss this period. Use the period to secure 2014 in your favor. Do you know David? The Bible says David lost no battle. Because what? He would never go to a battle without inquiring from God. When you see 1 Samuel 23, it said, therefore David inquired of the Lord. And 1 Samuel 23, 4, 38, any battle David was going to, he would ask God, God, should I go? And at the point, in 2 Samuel 5, 23, God said, no, don't go. God said, no, don't go. And God gave him a new strategy to win the battle. Brethren, please don't miss it this time around. One of the things that make Brother Moses to miss God's plan was because he was using the way God dealt with him before to judge how God would deal with him now. God said, before, what should you do? Eat the rock. And he eat the rock, water came out. The second time, because Brother Moses was in the flesh, emotional, what happened? God said, speak to the rock. And he forgot the instruction of God. What did he do? He hid the rock and he paid it. He paid for it. That you did it the way you did it this year, does not mean you do it the same way next year and you get the same result. You need to seek the face of God. How do I do it differently to get a different result? I don't want to get the kind of result I get this year. No, God forbid. I want to get better. But if you want to get better, you have to seek in a better way. Do you know what? David, however, lost one battle. And that is what? The internal battle. David won physical battle all, but he lost the internal battle because of adultery 
and murder that he committed. Now, ask me, why didn't brother David ask God, God, this Bathsheba, I like this woman. I like this woman. But is it right for me to go to take her and bring her to my, as my wife? Why didn't brother David go to him? And that is what you do too. When you want to do that thing that you know is not right, why didn't you sincerely go to God? God, please, if Abraham had gone to God, say God is, is uh, what's the name again? What's the name of that girl? Agai. If Abraham went to God and said, God, is Agai the solution? Do you think God will not answer, answer him? It will not be the problem we have in the world today. If Abraham went to God, please don't assume. Why must you plan and why is it necessary? Isaiah 55, verse 8 to 9. I want to mention something before we read that place. Do you know that whatever you've gone through in 2013 is traceable to how you prepared in 2012? If you believe that, raise up your hand. You are not here by chance. So, whatever you did in 2012, that was what happened, the effect of it you had in 2013. So, if you don't shape and dictate how 2014 will be for you, it is not God's fault. Whose fault? Your fault. So, why must I plan and why is it necessary? Isaiah 55, 8 to 9. Say, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, said the Lord. For as the heaven are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. You need to align with God's agenda for your life. The way you think of it is not the way God is thinking. He said, your thoughts and your thoughts, they are far apart, as far as heaven and earth is. Do you know the length? So please go to him. And table your request before him. So that you can avoid the repetition of the mistakes you made this year and the previous year. Go to God. So as to consolidate and maximize the blessing, the opportunities, the successes that you have this year. Please go to God to help you. So that you don't make the same mistake you made this year. How do you plan? How do I prepare for the year 2014? I will rush through it. Number one, you need to pray and fast. I'm not talking about the prayer we declare in church alone. You declare prayer and fasting for who? For yourself. Say, God, this is the, I want to pray. I cannot afford to live a miserable life. I live in 2014. No, God forbid. I am tired of this situation. I want a change in 2014. Declare prayer and fasting for yourself and pray and submit your desire to God. Table your desire to God. Let everyone scrutinize your desire. It's not wrong for you to desire. Let's know this. You have the Spirit of God in you. It's not wrong for you to, to do what? To desire. Desire what you want God to do for you. But what is wrong is you go execute it without tabling it before Him. In Mark eleven twenty four, it said, "Therefore I say unto you, whatsoever you desire, did you see that? Whatsoever you desire, not that God told you you are not doing it. No, 
Because as many that are led by the Spirit of God, led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So whatsoever you desire, when you pray, believe and you shall receive them and you shall have them. You know why you need to go to God and table your desire? So that God will help you to align your desire to his will. When you tell me before, it becomes very easy for you. Say, oh, God, I want to go to Kuwait next year. God say, oh, Kuwait. Kuwait is very sweet. But my son, I want to go to Afghanistan. Amen. I know I, I use that example. If I say, oh, my son, I want to go to Canada. I know many of us will be excited. Oh, God is talking about me. No. I'm not here to tell you your plan. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. You better go to God. Please go to him. Pray a prayer of inquiry. Jeremiah 33 3, said, Call unto me and I will answer thee. And I will show you great and mighty things which you don't know. You don't know how the year will be. Why then will you go to the year without asking him for how it will be? And let him tell you. Study. Number two. How do you prepare? Study and search the scripture. For a specific guidelines and direction. That is one of the places where one, many of us we are lazy to do that. You have to study. You know why? You have to go to him and say, what will the year be like? What are the specific plans you have for me in the year 2014? What should be my focus area? What would be my guiding path for that year? In Psalm 119 verse 18, it says, Open down my eyes, that I may behold the wonders thing. From where? From your law. From your law. From the word of God. Psalm 119 verse 133. Say, All down my steps. In what? In thy word. So if you don't study the word, how will you know it's part to follow? All down my steps in your word, and let no iniquity have dominion over me. In Daniel 9 2. The Bible says, Daniel understood by what? By book. So, to have understanding of the time, you must pray and fast. And number two, you must study the word of God. The solution to that issue in your life is in the word. Hello? But you have to search for it. Don't be lazy to search for it. Because when you discover it, wow! When you discover that word for yourself, do you know what happened? The grace to obey it come upon you. It's when you have not discovered yourself, you struggle to obey a word declared concerning you. Somebody prophesied concerning you, and you are finding it difficult to, 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 to obey it, to believe it, because you have not catch the vision. You have not got the understanding. When you understand it, it's like a fire in your bones. If someone tells you, no, this is not true, you are ready to slap that person. Get out of my way. This is what God said about me, and it shall come to pass. Whether the devil likes it or not. But when you have not got the understanding, that is when you start doubting. No, you see, I don't think, no, it's not possible. This is not right. No! Please search the scripture and let him show you how the year will be. Don't be lazy about your destiny. And number three, write down what he has told you and what he will tell you. Write those points down. That step he has said you should follow. I always say it, this. It was one of my father that said it. 
He said, the tiniest pencil. You know pencil you can write and erase. The tiniest pencil is sharper than what? The genius brain. No matter how sharp your brain is, the tiniest pencil is what? It's sharp. The moment God gives you and you write it down, if you did not write it down, if I have to the next few seconds, you cannot say it exactly the way it is. That is why you need to write it down. And that's what we call your goals. Write your prayer points down. As you are praying to God, be writing it down. What are your desires for the year? Write it down. Abakuk 2, 1 to 2. He said, I will stand upon my watch, prayerfully and in study, and set me upon the tower, and will watch to see what he will say unto me, and what I shall answer when I am reproved. The Lord answered me and said, just like God is going to answer you, write the vision. Did you see it? Write the vision. Write the goal, the target, the milestone, all you want God to do for you in the year. And you follow it, you pray it until it comes to pass. Itemize the step to achieve that goal on a daily basis, weekly basis, quarterly, and for the year. For who do I plan? I'll go through this quickly. You plan for yourself and your family. Don't think you plan for yourself alone. You plan for those your children. And you want the year what you're going to do for them. Plan for your family. Plan for your spiritual life. The area you have to plan for, plan for how many souls you are targeting to win for God next year. Plan for how you want to study and pray. With time. Don't leave it to chance. And plan for your career. Plan for your finances. Get your budget in place for next year. You are taking a salary of 100 year per month now. Say, God, by, the, by next year, I want my budget to be in 500 year per month. How many times increase is that? Table the plan before God. Say, God, this is my budget for next year. I don't know you're going to do it, but I know you will do it. Because there are people, they are paying exactly that and more. So why not me? You go to your God. If your God is not a tax master, go to him sincerely with your desire, please. Plan your attitude, your behavior, what you are doing this year. That landed you in trouble. Plan how to overcome it next year and table it before God. Plan how you will overcome your weaknesses with the help of the Holy Spirit. Don't allow the devil to plan it for you or your company or your friend. Because they will do if you don't do. Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life and the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The choice is yours. Like they say, if you fail to plan, what have you done? You have planned to fail. None of us shall fail in the name of Jesus. I decree that Lord, the year 2014 shall be a better year when you combine the old previous year you have spent in your life in the name of Jesus. The year 2014, I decree concerning somebody here. You will never experience a better yesterday in the name of Jesus. In the year you will move from glory to glory, from strength to strength, from success to success, from victory to victory, in the name of Jesus. Because of the time, 
I've just mentioned the last two times. Another time I have, we'll discuss it in detail. Of course, briefly, we're in the Christmas season. And what does Christmas mean? What does it mean? It's a time of celebration. But not as unbelievers. But as believers. Christmas, the summary of your Christmas celebration is false. To remind you that Christ came the first time. And number two, to remind you that Christ is, that is the summary. Any other thing apart from that, colors. Revelation 22, 12 says, And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me, to give every man according to his work. Please give Jesus his birthday gift. And what is his birthday gift? Soul. Soul and soul. Go preach to someone this have a target. God, my Christmas gift, my Christmas birthday gift for you this year is I'm going to preach to minimum ten people before the end of this year. And I will pray until they are saved. Did you get that gift? Go give Jesus his birthday gift. I'm telling you some of my plans. So you're having opportunity to hear some unique plans. Go and plan. Don't leave it to chance. And the last time we are going to consider before I will hand over to Pastor is today is the Holy Communion Day. As Pastor will be coming up to come and administer the meal of the Lord. Hear this. Holy Communion is not a ritual. It's not a doctrine. It's not a routine. But it's a mystery. A what? A mystery. Specially packaged for you and I to live a victorious life. If you take it as ordinary food, ordinary bread and wine, you get ordinary vitamins. But if you take it as spiritual food, the blood and the flesh of Jesus, then you get eternal, impactful vitamins and nutrients from Jesus. The choice is yours. Rest on your feet, please. Please approach the table today with a desire in your heart. One of the things you get on the table is healing. Now, let's open to, let me just take only one. Do you know on the table we have victory and defeat? Hmm. I'm catching somebody's attention now. In this Holy Communion, we have victory and defeat. Open with me to Luke. No, 1 Corinthians 11, 29 to 30. Pastor always said this, but many of us, it's like we don't even have, know that this is what it means. 1 Corinthians 11, 29 to 30. On the table, we have victory and defeat. So for either eat and drink it, how? unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the body, the lost body. Now, look at verse 30. For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and many are asleep. Many even died. So, if you are just taking the only communion because you don't want somebody to say, oh, this man is a sinner, please don't put sickness on your body. This is God. Say, many are weak. Many are sickly. And you are making us to pray extra prayer. When you know you are not living right with God. Your life is not right with God. You are committing sin. 
says, can we continue in sin and say, grace, you are bad? Say, God forbid. You know your way is not right with God and you are taking the Holy Communion. Sorry, what you are taking is defeat. That's the Bible. Say, so you will be sick, you will be weak, and you will die. Please don't kill yourself. We are not making it compulsory for people to hit Holy Communion in this church. No. Because we want the best for you. But you know that in the opposite. If you eat this flesh, instead of being weak, what will happen to you? Strength. Instead of being sick, what will happen to you? Sound health. Instead of you being dead, what will happen to you? You leave. Close your eyes. I begin to ask God. God, prepare me. And if you are here, every high close, you are not born again. I want you to use this opportunity to go to God. God, please help me. Go to him in prayer right now. You know you are not born again. Please, you are, you, you are at the risk of the devil. So what shall you profit in mind if he gains this whole world and loses his soul? Say, God, please, I have come. You know you are not born again. I want you to raise up your hand. I want to pray with you this morning. I'm not doing it because of what you want to do, only coming on. First is, are you born again? Is your way right with God? And of course, if you have been taking the only communion, but you know you are not living right with God, it's time for you to make it right with your God. You are backslidden, you are, you are in sin, tomorrow you are out of sin. The grace of God cannot continue when you are still committing sin, no matter who you are. You can do it your own way, God still remains God. You want to give your life to Jesus, I want to raise up your hand, I want to pray with you. Anybody that you know your way is not right with God. Or you have been with him before, now you are backsliding. I want to raise your hand unto him. I want to pray with you. I know there are people here. You are here, you know your way is not right with God. God bless you, sir. God bless you, sir. I know you are more than one. There are people here, you are not born again. Your way is not right with God. Or you are struggling with sin. You are here today, how tomorrow? Let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, for this, your children. They have decided to surrender unto you. I pray that, Lord, you will write their name in the book of life. And forever they will serve you. In the name of Jesus. I declare you by the power in the name of Jesus. The grace to live above sin comes upon you in the name of Jesus. You will forever serve the Lord throughout your life in the name of Jesus. Your children that have come back, Lord, I pray. The grace never to go back to that sin again comes upon them in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. You can preserve your seats. Praise the Lord. Now it's the time for us to go to the Lord's table. Before I read the scripture... But you know, the scripture, what you're usually going through in this, one of the common things, or in the beginning, what is said is, remember, when you look from uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, from 17 to 34, in from 23 onwards, he says, remember. It is to remember. What to remember? When you go to the Lord, what is before us? The bread. 
the wine. So it remembers there are many more things for us to be a reminder. Bread represents the body of Christ. The wine represents the blood of Jesus Christ which was shed for us. And also the death of Christ we should remember why he has to die on the cross. It is for the sinners like before us as we were sinners. And when we eat and drink, eat the bread and drink the wine. Also he reminds, he reminds us about Jesus Christ who was died on our behalf. More than that, he has conquered death, he has conquered the hell, and he has conquered the grave and assured each and every one of us the eternal life. All these things are possible only when you and I believe it. When we believe it, all things are true. And this is for the children of God. Jesus Christ has said it and did it as a symbolic for us to go through the same process in our life. So it also reminds us Jesus Christ is alive. He is alive forever. Also for us to remember, as we have heard, He is going to come. And He reminds us, as He said from this scripture, to proclaim this kind of message, the gospel, to the world. Then, we will be blessed and we became a blessing to others. Amen? Let's close our eyes. Gracious Heavenly Father, we praise you and we thank you for the great privilege that you have given to us. Lord, even in this time, we remember, Lord, the day and the time that you send, your appointed time, the fulfillment of your time, you send your Son, Jesus Christ, to this world. Lord, you put him on the cross. And Lord, let him to die on the cross by shedding his precious blood. Today, once again, it's a privilege to remember his death, his burial, his resurrection, and his coming. We are a part of it, O oh Father. When we take the bread and the wine, Lord, let the life of Jesus impart it in our life. And we will live forever as Jesus is living together, even today. Oh. Let this be a blessing to us. In Jesus' most exalted name we pray. Amen. Once again, it's a reminder. This table, the Lord's table, is, belongs to the children of God. Those who have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as the personal Savior and obeying to the waters of baptism. So, the scripture is open. Please take care of it. And uh, please come as the ushers guiding you today. As we drink this cup, we worship you. As we eat this bread, we 
attitude of gratitude shall we stand to our feet the bible tells us that for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life for god did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved just thank god just thank god for this time when we can give back in a small way our acknowledgement of what a great sacrifice he has done for us this wine this bread should not be just wine and bread if it is you are but a poor soul god gave his life that you and i might live let's thank the lord for that brothers and sisters let's just openly acknowledge that we are who we are today and our future where are you heading our future is made clear because of what jesus did on that cross over 2000 years back 
Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father God. We thank you. We praise you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. Father God, we acknowledge, Lord Father, from the bottom of our hearts, Lord Father, with every ounce of gratitude that we have in us, Lord Father, that we are truly grateful, Lord Father, that you hung on that cross and took away our sins. You hung on that cross and took away my sin, Lord Father, that today I can stand straight. I can stand with my head held high, Lord Father, because you gave your life for me, Lord Father. If it was not for you, Lord, where would I be? Father God, we just want to thank you, Lord. We thank you and we praise you, Lord Father. And Father God, we do not ever want to forget what you have done for us, Lord Father. Father God, we thank you, Lord Father, for the word you gave us today, Lord Father. And Father God, we pray, Lord, that we will not forget that in this time, in this day, you have placed us, Lord Father. And in your placing us here, there is a purpose, Lord Father. We are not in this land by accident, Lord Father. We are here at this time, in this century, Lord Father, because you have willed it so, Lord Father. And Father, we seek your face, that we will purpose and do that which you have expected us to do, Lord Father. We thank you, we praise you, Lord. Father God, I thank you, Lord, for using your Son, Lord Father, and bringing your word across to us, Lord Father. I pray, Lord, that you, multiple portions of your anointing will be poured out upon him, Lord Father, and you will have the and he will be able to bring us the word mighty and strong in days to come, Lord Father. We thank you, we praise you, Lord. Father God, even as all of us depart from this hall, Lord Father, I pray, Lord, that you will go with us, Lord Father. Father God, you will go with us, Lord Father, and our hands are held in your hands, Lord Father. We will walk out with our heads held high, Lord. We thank you, we praise you, Lord. We give all glory to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all, now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Go with the peace of the Lord.